Hello and welcome to CT Brandon. My name is Charles. I am one of the pastors here. And if you're watching this when we release it, happy Mother's Day. In a few moments, Pastor Karen, assistant pastor here at CT, has a great message to share with us. I am excited. This is the first time Pastor Karen will be preaching solo here at CT. The last time we heard from her was when she was with Pastors Amber Lee and Nikki at New Year's. If you haven't seen that one yet, I definitely suggest you go and watch it after today. Uh, we're in for a treat. So if you're new here though, we would love to get to know you. Would you just head over to ctbrandon.com, click I'm new, us a little bit of info and we can get in touch with you throughout the week we promise we won't spam you that link will be down in the description and then make sure to stick around to the end we have some exciting things here uh sorry happening here at ct we think you might want to know about and we'll also be celebrating communion together after the message so make sure to have some juice and a cracker ready or whatever you have available so don't forget to hit that like button if you enjoy this online service and let's turn it over to pastor karen Good morning to you. Happy, happy, happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there, to all the women out there who have um, nurtured or cared for children in any capacity. It's such a special day and we want to honor you today. Um, welcome to church. Welcome to CT Brandon. My name is Karen O'Gilvie and I'm one of the pastors here and I'm excited to be sharing with you today. So um, let's just bow our heads for prayer. Lord, we thank you for just your word that you will be speaking to us today. I pray that you will open our hearts to receive what you have to say and just to know that you care for us more than anyone that we know. And we're grateful that we have your word that is truth and life uh, that we can study together to just grow in you. In Jesus' name, amen. So read with me today from the book of Mark, chapter 12, as we continue to walk through that book. Mark chapter 12, and I am reading verse 28 down to about 34. And it would have a heading over it that says the most important commandment. One of the teachers of religious law was standing there listening to the debate. He realized that Jesus had answered well, so he asked, Of all the commandments, which is the most important? Jesus replied, The most important commandment is this. Listen, O Israel, the Lord our God is the one and only Lord, and you must love the Lord your God with all your heart all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. The teacher of religious law replied, Well said, teacher. You have spoken the truth by saying that there is only one God and no other. And I know it is important to love him with all my heart and all my understanding and all my strength and to love my neighbor as myself. There is more important than to offer all of the burnt offerings and sacrifices required in the law. Realizing how much the man understood, Jesus said to him, 
you are not far from the kingdom of God. And after that, no one dared to ask him any more questions. So as we've been walking through the book of Mark, and um, we're now here in chapter 12, where the Lord is talking about what's the greatest commandment. So as we read here, we uh, see a Torah teacher, a scribe who knew Torah, who knew scripture, like the back of his hand. You know, being Jewish means he would have recited and repeated this commandment that was given to his people every day of his life. He would have held this close to his heart as he lived in a time when there were people around him that believed in more than one gods, right? If he agreed with Jesus, as we saw in scripture, on every point, and even threw in the bonus line, you speak the truth, Lord, you know, then why is Jesus's response to this man? After agreeing with everything the Lord said, he's saying, you are not far from the kingdom. Not far could be a similar way of saying, you're almost there. You know, if it was a destination and then booking a vacation like, say, in Jamaica, but you made it to Cuba, right, or somewhere close where uh, it's a place that's not far or it's a place that's almost there, um, you would have gone somewhere, but it still isn't the dis the destination you intended. Um, almost could be buying a bottle of OJ and it's almost full. You know, would you agree it, that this is okay that you know, my husband said, I almost got married to Karen. You know, if it was a pilot who says, oh, I can almost fly a plane or a surgeon who isn't far from being able to successfully perform a surgery. If you had a job, would you live at a place of I almost got paid? We can all agree that although being in a state of not far or almost denotes that there has been some movement. There is a gap between where you are and where you need to be. It is therefore not a place that we'd want to exist in with any degree of comfort. There's no question that we must know scripture, as that is one of the ways we will know who God is, know what he expects of us, know what pleases or displeases him. But it is apparent that even though the scribe knew the word, he was standing at a distance of. So there must be more here than just knowing the scripture. What does it take to close that gap? What else is needed to move from a place of not far off to being where God is saying you're in the kingdom? In this gap, it seems, is where knowledge lives. And to close the gap, to move away from, you know, Jesus, you're telling the truth. I believe scripture. I think we need to get to a place of application. So Jesus was saying to this man, of the 613 commandments written, that's debatable, but that's what's written. There is two commandments that's the greater of all. They capture everything that we want here. Love the Lord with all your heart, strength, and mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. Those two commandments are the greatest. 
Love is a feeling, it's an emotion often expressed through words, but it compels you to act, to demonstrate. Loving God with your all is it's intricately linked with loving people. We cannot love God and not extend that same love to people. John, 1 John 4, 7 says God is love. And those who love God loves people. Um, you can't not love people if you love God. Verse 10, this is love. Not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and gave himself for our sins. Verse 20. If you say you love God and hate your brother, you're not speaking the truth. You cannot love God who you can't see, but hate your brother who you can see. 1 John 3, 17. If someone has enough money to live well and see a brother or a sister in need and show no compassion, how can God's love be in that person? Jesus was challenging his belief and pointing us to what really matters. Remember the rich young ruler that came to Jesus in Mark chapter 10, 17, you know, asking, what should I do to inherit eternal life? And the Lord said to him, you know, those commandments, those six, don't cheat, don't testify falsely, honor your mother and father, don't commit adultery. And he goes, easy. I've kept those since I was a child. I've, I've got this. And Jesus said to him, yeah, but there's this one you haven't done. Go sell all your possessions and give to the poor and you will have treasures in heaven. Then come and follow me. Scripture says the man's face fell and he left saddened because he had a lot of possessions. This place of not far from is not where we should remain. Uh, you know, it's like a student telling me that they know how to do math and they're very good at math. I can do anything in math. Then the teacher is going to say to the student, okay, go show me, you know, go apply the knowledge you have. Luke 6 verse 32 to 36, love those who love you. But that's like a practice test. Jesus is now showing, okay, show up for the real test. That's good. Come for the real test. Come love those who don't love you. You know, and we all have those people who are hard, hard, hard to love. But God is saying that's the real test. And I believe God provides us with opportunities every day to show those around us that we love God by loving and serving them. You know, we're called the salt of the earth. It's not a question. If we agree, it's a fact that if we're living for God, we are salt. What's the purpose or the function of salt? Salt suppresses unwanted flavors such as bitterness. It adds flavor. It enhances other flavors. It's a preservative agent. It adds nutrient to the body. Salt, however, has no effect if it does not come in contact with a product. On its own, it cannot enhance, it cannot preserve, it cannot suppress, it cannot balance flavors. It has to come in contact with to actually be effective. Kept apart, no matter how close the item is to salt, it will decay unless there is contact. 
this gap that Jesus is speaking of not being far from the kingdom can be closed through demonstrating the love of God to others. You know, will you take up that invitation and close that gap? Uh, you know, loving your neighbor as yourself. When all is said and done, what's our evidence that we really love God? How are we showing this to those who are around us? How can we make sure that our salt and our lives are not in separate containers, but that we're enhancing, we're adding to the flavors of those who are around us? Doing it for afar is not effective, right? Uh, the, those who in our midst, the elderly, the widow, the single parent, all of these people, how can we show love? You know, John the Baptist sent to Jesus and said, are you the one or should we seek for another? And Jesus sent back a response with his followers. He wasn't highlighting his power and, you know, how he was dealing with the hypocritical uh, Pharisees, not, not anything like that. Jesus' response to him was, go tell John what you've seen and heard. The lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised. Uh, you know, those who were sick are healed. And so Jesus was using the example to show that I am the Messiah because I've come to serve. I am here to demonstrate love. I'm not just saying I love people, but I'm actually showing that I love people. And I think we are all called to this place where uh, to, to close the gap, to move away from, you know, knowledge of what the word requires of us or a knowledge of what we should do as a Christian and moving it into actually demonstrating and showing that we are God's children because we love each other. Um, I think about how we have given you know, we have the pictures to show of the chickens that we bought as a congregation uh, to help a ministry all the way in Africa, right? Of how many times we've given of our monies or our time or our talents to the kingdom so that we can reach the community in which we serve. And as God is saying uh, to us in scripture that to love the Lord or God with all our hearts and all our souls and all our might is the same as loving those around us as we love ourselves. And so my encouragement to you today is to, to self-examine, to, to look at which life can we say we have had impact and effect on uh, the way salt is made to, to impact and effect uh, changes? Whose life can we say that we have demonstrated uh, an, an altogether love in such a way that these persons saw God in us because of how we loved them? You know, the Pharisees and the scribes would have loved to hear that it was keeping rules. They would have loved to hear that, um, you know, it 
the, the greatest commandment is probably to wash your hand or, you know, some, some of those little things that they were hung up on keeping. But here we saw Jesus saying, these two are linked. If you love me, you will love people and not just love people any way you want to, but love people the way you love yourself. And I think it's a challenge that is in scripture for all of us as we walk this walk is to look at those who we are called to serve and say, how am I demonstrating my love for God by extension, my love for people? May the Lord bless you. May he shine upon you. And as we journey together through scripture and looking on this as a mirror, and as we look at ourselves through this mirror, we have to see where do I need to improve? You know, what else can I do for the Lord? Which other direction is he calling me into? And how can I solidify uh, by demonstration, not just knowing? Knowing the word, but actually applying what God is calling us to do. May you love those who love you, and may you love even those who don't love you. God bless you today. See you next time. Hey, thank you for choosing to spend part of your day with us. Wow, wasn't that an encouraging message? You know, we would love to know what part of the service today stood out to you. What did, what did Pastor Karen say that really stood out to you? Or maybe you've got some questions. Would you let us know in the comments? Um, so communion, also known as the Lord's Supper, is a practice that the whole church observes in remembrance of Jesus' sacrifice, his death on the cross. It's an important way to under, sorry, it's an important way to understand and continue to acknowledge his act, his death on the cross for our sins. Here at CT, we uh, practice what's known as an open table. We believe we can all take communion together. You don't have to be a member of CT. So um, let's get that juice and crackers ready. But let's read from Mark um, in chapter 14, verses 22 to 24, which is where he recorded Jesus having the last supper with his disciples. And it says this. As they were eating, Jesus took some bread and blessed it. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples, saying, Take it, for this is my body. So let's take the, the body together here. And then he took a cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it. He gave it to them and they all drank from it. And he said to them, this is my blood, which confirms the covenant between God and his people. It is poured out as a sacrifice for many. I tell you the truth, I will not drink wine again until the day, sorry, until the day I drink it in new in the kingdom of God. Then they sang a hymn and went out to the Mount of Olives. So let's take that together. Dear God, thank you so much for the sacrifice that we see in Jesus' life to die for our sins. I pray that every day we would remember that and remember the freedom that it brought to us, the grace it brought to our lives, and may we show that same grace to others, that same love to others. In Jesus' name, amen. I remember when I moved away from home and went to college, I didn't know what church I should go to. 
Thankfully, some fellow students invited me out to the church they attended, and then we went out for lunch after. Uh, it was really a great way to get connected in that new church. There were some other people from the church that came out with us as well. You know what, if you're new here, we have a newcomer's lunch coming up on May 28th. We would love for you to be our guests as we share a meal together and get to know each other. More info can be found on the events tab at ctbrandon.com. And then coming up on May 19th, we have our next trivia night. If you're in the area, we would love to see you there. Our faith journey with Jesus is full of opportunities to respond with worship and thanks, similar to us celebrating communion together. We can worship God through serving others, joining online and listening to the teachings, singing, and so much more. There is opportunity to worship in everything we do. Here at CT, we believe giving is also an expression of worship. And without doing a deep dive into what we think scripture says about tithing and giving, I just wanna say I have experienced more growth and more peace in my faith journey since I started giving. If you're new here, please do not feel compelled to give. The money we receive here at CT helps support everything we do here like Midweek Ministry for Youth that provides mentoring and discipleship to just over 90 youth, supporting missionaries overseas that are helping feed hungry and homeless people. These are just some of the many things that goes to support. So thank you very much for your generosity and your tithes and your offerings here at CT. And for those who did come prepared to give, the best fee-free way to do it is through e-transfer to info at ctbrandon.com. But if you prefer another method, just visit our website, ctbrandon.com, and click on the Give tab. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Thank you once again for joining us online and connecting with us. Make sure to do that throughout the week on our Instagram and Facebook, and we'll see you next time.